Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Andy Reid, Reid, Reid Said Michael, I'm not too damn pleased One play you'll pick, the next you're sacked Now he's got Andy on his back He might be benched watching Nick Foles Should he run or should he throw? Should he run or should he throw now? Should he run or should he throw now? If he runs, he'll take a big hit. And if he throws, it'll be a pick six. Will Andy start back up Nick Foles? Should Nick run or should he throw? Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 95 of the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes, as you just heard, and at NFL.com slash Shaq and kudos right out of the gate to the one-man house fan Dick Banks for that wonderful song there. Of course, Andy Reid started the week by insinuating that maybe Mike Vick was on the hot seat and then realized, ooh, that was a mistake. I better not do that, especially in front of this big divisional game coming up with the Giants rolling into town, at least for this week. I better quell that nonsense right here. And uh, so Dick Banks, he turned that that issue into an opportunity, right? That's lemons into lemonade. Kudos to, like I say, to uh, to Dick Banks. Follow him on Twitter, at uh, Rich Banks Music. Now, let's say hello to uh, to a guy seated to my immediate right to break down as we get ready for the week four action here from NFL.com. You know, his pick six column, NFL Fantasy Live and Beyond. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Appreciate uh, Dick Banks with the song there. Way to take a, a bad situation, but give it a positive spin. I like that. He rhymed. Did you hear how he did? He, he rhymed foals with uh, throw. That works. Yes, that when works. I say it out loud, it doesn't work, but somehow it worked in that song. No, no, no. Also work. here to kibitz with us about uh, what's coming up and what we've already seen here. All the way from England, our old pal, he's been away for a little too long from Studio 66, but never too far from my heart. 
It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome. Hello, handsome. How are you? Very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. I, I hope um, in a season where Andy Reid's job could be at risk, you know, the owner even kind of uh, um, said that. I hope he isn't um, taken in by the mirage of Nick Foles during the preseason because I think he could live to regret that. I know. I, I, I do. I, it's fascinating that we've somehow. As soon as the real games kicked off a few weeks ago, everybody was like, ah, preseason. A bunch of hooey and applesauce. It's funny, though, that this Nick Foles, he it was lingers. terrific in yeah. preseason. What has no meaning right. no, whatsoever. No, it's not, he's seen... not going to bench him. What he's doing is he's setting up the Cardinals for a trade two years down the road. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Coach Reed and assistant coach uh, uh, Adam Rank. So, yes, we had the – I'm sorry, handsome. We wanted you to be here earlier in the week if you missed episode number 94 and you want to hear more yapping – about the what happened on Monday night in Seattle, the replacement refs, the bad call. You can go back and listen to that. We had a full house to talk about it, and uh, and I'm sorry, to That's the exclusion right. of our favorite Englishman. Apparently, uh, you, the, the qualification for being part of that podcast was to have watched that play 50 times, and I think I'd only seen it about 45, so you know, I was underqualified. Well, you understand what happened there, Handsome, is, is that you know how it's okay for – you, 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 if some, I can insult my family. I can insult my father or whoever else. But if somebody else does it, then yes. you, then you get one right in the kisser. Mm-hmm. We can criticize things happening inside the NFL, but you're you're from England. Yeah, well, <laughs> it gets to be a little bit too much. <laughs> Handsome doesn't like that. Yeah. Well, well, I, yeah. Also, I, I, you wouldn't I, like I it if we started denigrating scones. That's true. And I, I is that an I English treat? Now, I'd warn you now not to do it again. Okay. Right? Fair enough. Scones are 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 they are an English Again, creation. Dave, keep that word out of your mouth. <laughs> I'll keep the word out, but I don't want to keep scones out of my mouth. No. I like them very much. Scones are delicious. You ever have a nice chocolate chip one? Well, no. wait. The the I'm proper way warm. to eat them is with clotted cream on the top, a, a form of thick creamy butter, and then jam on top of that. Mm. Oh, I don't like jam. I'm I I I. I I bet you would like this one. I don't like jam as a rule. I don't like jelly. I, I, I my as a as a child, peanut butter. Hey, you want a peanut butter sandwich? Yes, peanut butter and jelly. No, thank no. you. Well, that's mm. a ridiculous mixture as well. Is that? I believe it is. Yes. Well, are you are you breaking in, news in here same, that that is also the like pretzels aren't like popular pretzels. in England? I, I, they don't. It's not. They don't it, sell peanut butter and jelly together. No, we love peanut butter, but yeah, not together with jelly. Just like peanut butter and chocolate is not available in the UK. Good show coming up for you. Interview laden. We're going to be talking with Percy Harvin in just a minute here. Minnesota Vikings uh, star, of course. And then also something we got just before the game up in Seattle. We talked to A.J. Hawk. Rank told us that he is a really uh, knowledgeable movie guy. And, of course, we're filling our, our roster with players who have an area of expertise. So we're going to talk. You'll listen back to that interview with A.J. Hawk. Blissfully, I say, devoid of any conversation of mm-hmm. the Seattle situation. And so we'll have that for you. And also the debut of our friends from uh, around the league, our two pals, Dan Hanzus and Mark Sessler, they do their debate little mini podcast. It mm-hmm. will launch. We're going to play it at the back end of our second podcast every week through the season. And so uh, we will launch that later in the show. So Meantime, it's like a show within the show. Yeah. 
What's that a reference to? You it's, I don't know. It is a reference to something, but now I can't think. I, oh, you, may, you, you had a wry grin as though you were. I think it's a. Is it a Seinfeld? No, no, no. Seinfeld. A show that. within a show. Like Seinfeld. No, that's a show about nothing. Was the no, no, no. But the Seinfeld that. had the show within the show. Well, Larry where, Sanders was a show about a show. No, but when they were doing the show, they did the pilot for NBC. Right. And they had Jeremy Piven playing George. Like that. Jerry was playing himself. They had a guy playing Kramer. Not a perfect analogy, but all right, I got you. And let's also say hello before we get to uh, more stuff here to the man behind the glass, our producer, back in the seat there, Black Tie. What's going on, fellas? How are we, Black Tie? Doing good, doing good. Just want to give a shout-out, quick shout-out. Oh, this yeah, time. back to the oh, shout-out. If you missed 94, mm. uh, for some reason, Black Tie refused to give a shout-out. No, he did. <laughs> Just Didn't to Black Tie. No, he refused. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. He ultimately right. gave it to himself. Which Almost derailed the whole thing. All right, Black Tie, who's your shout-out this shout week? Shout-out, uh, valet workers. Usually that's not a big deal because, hey, they get tips and whatnot, but not if you work valet at the NFL Network because it's crazy parking out here. It's tough. Everyone wants you know, park their car, get straight to the meeting, get to work. So my guy who works at the valet, Fernando is his name, he gets a lot of heat. No tips, just a lot of heat. That so, is a fun. That's a. You know what? Wait, I, wait, wait. Hold I on. Hold this. on. Hold on. You don't tip him. I I actually buy him lunch from time to time. But you don't tip him daily every time he parks your I don't. car. I don't think a lot of people do. So you're going to give him a shout out on a podcast, but you can't give him a buck. <laughs> he gives him a he gives oh him a meal. He, give him a he meal. gets him a meal. That's fine. What's that's wrong probably, with that? That's probably better than what a lot of the people are doing. Yeah, right. a lot of people just give him a lot of heat. Oh, my car's oh, I'm just dropping my car. I'm leaving. Just take care of it. Handsome, you you comport yourself like a a, a uh, one of the more polite people I see around the NFL network. So please, and you're English too, so you certainly have better etiquette than most of us have. Not on tipping. Why not? not the tipping. English people English don't, don't tip. Deal in the UK, no. You're no. kidding. Well, they're, they're, no. Yes. Do you rank, do you tip when you are at a hotel? Do you tip the guy who pulls your car around? The valet? The valet. Yes. <laughs> I guess I, he also is a valet. I, a valet. I, come in, I, I tip him to park it, and uh-huh. I tip him to pull it out. What, a dollar? Uh, two bucks to park, and then three to five, depending on how I'm doing, to... Uh, to bring it up. Do you tip the maid who cleans your room? Absolutely. At least a dollar a day. A dollar a day. Where mm-hmm. And where do you leave it? Uh, you can usually, if you get a room where you have a bed that's not made up, you can leave it on the bed. A lot of times, I, I, I'm big on the do not disturb. I don't want my room disturbed for my whole stay. Let the maid take Ew. the... Especially... What do you mean? Do you wash your sheets every night? No, I don't, but... They're, the, Why my, should they? Why should because they waste my sheets, water? Because my sheets weren't slept in previously by hundreds or thousands of other and people. And they were washed, and then they're clean, and then they're They can there. take another washing. Jeez Louise. Wow. Well, we're, when you're... When generations from now, when they wonder where all the water went, like, oh, Mr. Fancy Pants over here had to have clean sheets when he was staying at the Hotel Fremont. Do you think that's what the conversation is? No. <laughs> all right. Um, so, do handsome. You tip, do you tip all those people? I tip. I tip. I, I, I think I'm a pretty good tipper. Mm-hmm. I generally at a restaurant go, you know, 25-ish. You know, it's I usually fall least. somewhere in that 20 to 25 range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll exceed that, but that's more generous than most people. Absolutely. Handsome. Do you at least hit 15 yeah, in a in a restaurant, but you don't in the UK. There is no need. The, the the tipping culture is just not there. Hmm. Like for, I didn't know so, that. So so uh, staff that would work in a restaurant actually get paid a wage rather than have to live on tips. 
Black tie. Uh, so we have a good show coming up here. What else? Does, so you want to tip your hat to the valet. That's fine. Also, you told me just before we started here, you wanted me to – how do you – you want comments to be made on iTunes? Yep. To all you listeners, or our listeners, I guess. You're talking yeah, about yeah, listeners. There the curtain has been pulled back. Of well, what he yeah, really thinks. Basically, yeah. if you want, haven't signed up for at Flyer, Fire Black Tie by now, that should have been the final straw. Let him talk. Let him talk. What's yeah, up? but basically, uh, we want our listeners to uh, rate the podcast more, comment on the podcast, and like you said, you'll be reading out the best comment each week, right? I didn't say that. You said that. Well, you said fine. that. Okay, so so go to iTunes because it is always helpful to rate it subscribe to it and make a comment in there and so starting next week but black tie this is your idea so then you have to do the reading of the thing from going forward you have to check on it can we get hank to do it let's get hank he hasn't done a tweet in a while isn't it funny to think a year ago that's how we first discovered uh that handsome hank belonged on this podcast was he used to bring us each week our favorite tweet of the week from a player i think on my favorite one this week i already made fun of it on 94 was uh was drew Brees. (laughs) you know i just I, i as the week's gone on, it just hasn't died down at all. It's it, this this ringing of hands by anyone associated with the NFL, or, or a lot of people at least with the NFL, about this this tragedy that replacement refs. Listen, they've made bad calls. Can we talk about the one play? I really don't. I, I keep joking that I don't know if they made the right call. I don't think that was the worst call I've ever seen, but that's what it's been anointed. And these people like, the game we built, game we love, game we've lived and died for is being disgraced right now. Like Steve Young is about to weep. Well, I think with Drew Brees, I think he's trying to uh, draw the heat away from some other little piece of news that was going on over the summer. That the game that you cherish so much was sullied by another little uh, incident. Handsome, six. you didn't get to weigh in on that. On that, what, what's your takeaway of all this? I mean, I, I agree. Obviously, it'd be great to have the refs out there from week one on. And I, I don't. I think some, there have been some lousy calls made, but I, the, the it's to me now it's crossed the line, and now I'm tired of right. of I'm hearing about it. it. I don't know why it's become a part of national news here in Los Angeles. On I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night, I was watching. The lead story on the local news in L.A. where there is no NFL team, the lead story was the replacement ref's bad call in <laughs> Seattle on Monday night. What? It, the, the thing, I mean, my biggest takeaway is, and I've seen, you know, exposed to a lot of the social media that, that the NFL gives and receives, and um, a lot of we're boycotting the NFL. And yeah. here's, here's my prediction. Every single person that was so outraged that they now want to boycott the NFL – at 1 p.m. next Sunday, we'll be watching the NFL, looking, hoping, you know, and, and fingers crossed a deal gets done, but they'll be praying that there is um, something else that they can get outraged about. People That's think ha- people who get outraged want to be so outraged skip- again. That's the whole point about being outraged. They have a great time being outraged. You know, 50, 60 years ago, a hero was somebody who enlisted in the military to go across the sea and fight in Europe or in Japan, or even for that, for that matter people who enlist these days and uh, have gone to terrible places but it feels to me like our society has lowered the bar for what qualifies one as a hero first of all people don't uh, p- people don't pick up a pet at the pound anymore they rescue them right <laughs> and what's further by saving your beer cap off your bottle you somehow are, are making a donation 
hero. You know, that's what you are if you save your beer cap. I feel like the standard is uh, is a little bit lower now. Same thing. You can tweet out, like, let's all boycott. But those people, that's when, when, when the standard is so low, do you think those people are actually getting a petition on? They're, <laughs> they're just going to ultimately. I like the idea of a guy like, nope, not watching. I'm boycotting. I said it on Twitter, so I assume millions of others are <laughs> right. going to doing the 43 people gonna, following me. And then me. about 10 minutes into the game, they're like, I don't really have any plans for this afternoon. I might just <laughs> switch that on. You might not uh, remember this, but there used to always be these emails that would come into your uh, inbox. It would be like, on Wednesday, people don't buy gas. Right. We'll show we'll show these oil companies we mean business. Nobody buy gas on Wednesday. And, but for the record, I am not saying, and I'm not be I'm not shilling for the NFL or anything. I just I, I, it would have been great for them to have been out there in in week one. But it ignores, like I say, it it just ignores the fact that these referee that the regular referees from uh, you know t- uh, not, uh, now and again maybe missed a call or two themselves. Do you it's think not Mel- like they were the, some. Uh, like, Some uh, great. I want to get one thought from uh, before before um, we move on here from Handsome. The big story, really, beyond this one, everything's been overshadowed by the Monday night game. But Darrell Revis, arguably, you know, people say he's the uh, best corner. Forget that. He's maybe the best defensive player. He may be even the best player in the NFL at at, at uh, one position. He's out for the year now, Handsome. What's your takeaway from what happened in Miami? Your team had him. We had them. Could we get, we let them off one. the hook. I think with the lack, I mean, one thing from watching that game, the Jets don't have an awful lot of pass rush. They, you know, even you know, they won the game. Yes, I'm thrilled for them. Um, but they didn't weren't able to get any pass rush going without Revis back there. I think their defense could be in a lot of trouble. Well, and I mentioned it on this week's Shame Report, and uh, I, I encourage you to dig that up. Also, NFL.com slash Sheck. Um, the, I, I mentioned the greatest beneficiaries of this Monday night thing are NFL head coaches who the one trend over the last fortnight has been coaches getting a little too cute. I supported right. Shiano against the Giants because strategically you can catch a team that's sleeping a little bit. Oh, we're just going to go through the motions and, well, we stole the football. It didn't work, but it, I, I praised the ambition in doing it. Doing it again last week is like, they're not going to be surprised by you. Right. You're just going to hurt somebody now. Same thing, Joe Philbin, the, for the last few years, this timeout thing, and uh, he finally cost, the, you know, he right. cost his team the game. Caught, they blocked the kick. What's your takeaway on that? I think, I think teams are more surprised if you don't ice the kicker. That would be the one for me. You know the kicker, he's sort of back there, he's strolling around a little bit, and then the clock's ticking down, and he's thinking, I'm going to get iced. I've got a couple more minutes before I have to kick this. There's going to be a commercial break as well. We'll be fine. And then if you're suddenly like, oh, wait, I am actually going to have to kick this field goal and there's three seconds left on the play clock, that suddenly something ticking in their head like, oh, I'll pull this one left. I love that. Philbin should just run he down the run line down at the, the line referee. And, and like goes, fake, like Dan Marino, fake the timeout <laughs> like there, but don't put the Haven't hands we together. Yeah. That's and a great idea, there you Handsome. Go. You can take that one. I like that. All right, Handsome. Uh, good to see you. And uh, we're going to turn things over now to uh, to Percy Harvin. We're going to get him on the line here in just a second here. While we wait for him, real quick, Rank, we did uh, we did check to the future as we do each and every week. We jump into the near future to next Tuesday to be exact. Rank and I do. We jump in our souped-up DeLorean and uh, we find out who's going to win all the biggest games there. One game we didn't talk about uh, that's interesting, Seattle now 2-1. and one. What do you think about them going into the Rams a little bit better? What's your pick in that game? I was going to take a... I usually go against teams that are coming off huge Monday night wins, but the Falcons kind of 
put that to rest for a week. So I think Seattle, I, I just think that St. Louis just doesn't have enough to compete with the rest of the teams in that division. We talked about this in episode 94, where I'm really high on the Cardinals, feel that Seattle's a lot better than people are giving them credit for, and, of course, the 49ers, one of the top teams in the NFC. So I say Seattle goes in and takes this one. I will say Green Bay smokes New Orleans. I think we can agree with that. Um, And the other game that uh, strikes my fancy is San Diego at KC. No game is must-win, obviously, in in September. Is that a uh, kind of an uh, an interesting game, though. You and I both picked the Chiefs to win the division. I then used my mulligan and mm-hmm. changed it to the Broncos. I've already begun to regret that. You stood by the Chiefs. If they win this one and get to 2-2, two and two, they're in first place. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to go on and win this division. First two games. But you if, know they, what? Lose, you, if nah, they, they lose. No, they're not going to lose it. It's just, they win at home. You know, you watch the Chargers. You watch them on that Monday night, that opening game, and when they couldn't punch the ball into the end zone against the Raiders. And now we're starting to see just how bad the Raiders' defense really is because after what Pittsburgh did to them last week, you look at it and you're like, gosh, the Chargers couldn't move against this team. And then they were, okay, they beat Tennessee decent. But they were so outmanned by the Falcons. They were beat in, you know, as the cliche goes, every aspect of the game. And just watching any amount of that game, you're like, Oh, man, the Chargers are really bad. North Turner, you know what? Maybe we forgot that North Turner was the coach. Maybe it's, you know what, they're not as talented. Bill as Rivers, we, an atrocious game against the Falcons. He's looking terrible. What do you think it's of just, the all-white uniforms? Love it. I like it better, but it's still not great. It's better it's than those look. blue pants. Those blue pants are the worst. Awful, and the same thing with the Patriots wearing the blue pants, too. I yeah, mean, I don't like go that. go with the all-whites. Now, if Green Bay, even if they do smoke uh, the Saints, as I expect they will, I, they still a victory by the Minnesota Vikings in Detroit would mean that they uh, they sit alone atop the uh, atop the NFC North. Chicago, let's assume they're losing to Dallas, so uh, it's a big assumption to make. But the, things mm-hmm. could break just right. And you know, I said before the season, I don't think Detroit is going to have a very great uh, a very good year. Eight and eight, maybe seven and nine. If the Vikings go in there and beat them, I think Detroit is, you know, in that division. When you know the Vi- the, the Packers are going to come on, um, and the Bears aren't a bad team. I, you know, if the if Minnesota is any kind of a factor in that division, Detroit's done after this week. Yeah, isn't it better though for the Packers to be this way? I mean, when they won the Super Bowl, they got in as the number six seed. Mm-hmm. Last year they were fifteen and one. Probably could have gone undefeated. Mailed it in against the Lions in Week Seventeen. So, yeah, they're probably better off. Like, you know what? Let's not get too worked up. Now they have a rallying cry, something to always remember, something to – it's similar to what what happened to the Cowboys. In what year was it when Barry Switzer went for it on fourth twice against the Eagles? Or he went for it on third, ran the same play on fourth. Then they rally. It must have been 95 when they went on to I was win Super say Bowl 95, 30. yeah. But something like that always seems to rally teams. And now this we'll see the Packers kick it into gear go on to have a great season so um all right well uh so let's talk about all that stuff all things nfc north and as a matter of fact sec related too let's talk about those things with the man who just got done with practice the star wide receiver of those minnesota vikings he's uh, making hay this year with uh with christian ponder having a breakout sophomore season adrian peterson back in it's percy harvin what's going on man how are you how you doing Thanks for having me. Sure thing, sure thing. And hey, Muzzletub, first of all, uh, on the on the surprising start to the season. I I got to be honest with you, 
I picked you guys to to come in last place in not just your division, but I also said you guys are going to have the first overall pick in next year's draft. So far, you're making me look bad. Shame on you for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So be it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I deserve it. And what about this? You guys are looking down on both the Lions and the Packers. Who saw that one coming? Um, you know, we we all uh, we just all uh, stick to this team. The team we got here, we uh, you know, we all just lean on each other in this locker room. Um, you know, we all believe in each other. We kind of don't listen to the outside. Um, but we all uh, we just been practicing hard this year. Um, everybody's been in tune um to the game plan. Coach Fraser done a great job of getting us up for the games and prepared. Um, you know, we're just going to go out here and play every game um one one game at a time. What about, I mean, certainly the return of Adrian Peterson has been huge. I want to hear from you on that one. But the uh, the guy who's really making it go so far is Christian Ponder. Uh, QB rating up over 100 so far. I personally didn't see this one coming. Did you see something this summer in camp that made you think uh, this guy's turned the corner? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, And I think last year um, he's, he's always had the intangibles. I just think last year he was kind of thrown under the fire. You know, with not having a lot of practice time with the OTAs and, and the camp, um, this year he has it. Um, he he knows it uh, just as good as he you know. Coach Musgrave is what you want. Um, so he's just been commanding. He can just sit back. Um, he's comfortable now. So now he's just managing, um, putting guys in the spots that they need to be in. Uh, so he took control of his team um, during OTAs, and um, he's it's, it's been um, looking good so far. All right. You say some nice things about him. He's your quarterback, after all. You want him throwing him the, the ball as much as possible. But what happens? You're, you know, you're a Florida guy. He's Florida State. What happens if you play undefeated and he's undefeated? His uh, his Seminoles are undefeated. Then what? Oh, we're, we're definitely gonna have to um, talk some things over in the, in the locker room um, as we do all year. Uh, we always checking up on each other, guys. You know, not just me and him, but other guys on the team. Just saying. Who guys play who, but um, when me and him play, we'll definitely have to uh, talk some things over <laughs> when they play. Well, what do you think though? Because you uh, because the Gators are at Florida State this year, you guys have to go through the SEC. My goodness, you host LSU this weekend. First of all, talk about that one. Do you guys have any chance? Oh, you're not bad. The Gators are undefeated, but you can't keep up with LSU, can you? Uh, you can never count us Gators out, um, and especially since I was there, we we owned them. Uh, so hopefully, we can get. Get back to that tradition, you know. LSU, they've been they've been hot the last you know couple of years. Um, but I think you know this year been we regrouped um, and we ready to go. What about that? Why is it? Do you suppose I? That's something I've noticed is that NFL players care in a way, uh, which isn't to say you don't care about what happens with the Vikings. But I feel like guys are much more devoted and loyal to their college teams. What's that about? Um, I, I can't tell you uh, exactly what it's about, but just you, you just go through a little more. You know, you go through the the tour days. Um, I think it's it's just been in, being in school. You see the guys more, so it's more bonding. Um, you know, the NFL, you kind of kind of on your own um, to a certain degree, but it's just um, you know, college is it's just team oriented. You know, and you're always around those guys. All right, but but listen, all right, those are, those are nice words. Any chance against LSU this weekend? Are you predicting victory? Of course, I'm always going with Gators, no matter who we play. You know what the schedule says. It says LSU, let's say you survive that one, then you beat Vandy, that's easy. Then you play, you host South Carolina, and then you host Georgia. All that before you even have to face the, the Seminoles at, at season's end. What's it, Come on, be honest. What's the record at the end of the season for the Gators? I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't tell you. I, I'm, not, I'm not a man of predictions. All mm. I can say is, as far as I've been 
you know, at the Gators, we're, we're going to show up and play. Um, so you can don't don't count us out just yet. Too political. I want you to make a statement. I want you to say Florida's going undefeated. Nah, I'm not. I'm not that guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like I said, we we're gonna be ready to play. Um, it's gonna be a great game as always. Uh, it's a great rivalry. Um, so um, you just gotta tune in and see what happens. I see. I get it. Fine. You're cagey. You're be, you're being politically correct because ultimately, like I said before, Christian Ponder has to throw you the passes, and you don't want to get him get on his wrong side. Now, what about uh, I mentioned Adrian Peterson. What about that? You know, the, I, to me, I'm a li- I'm older than you are. I remember a day where if a guy had a knee injury like that, he might be back in 12 months or 15 months, but he wouldn't look like his old self for probably two more seasons. What is is even within the advances in medicine? Have you seen anything remotely like what Peterson's been been able to do coming back so quick? Um, I haven't. Um... And just going through the whole process, I'm sure you guys heard um, when he was racing the guys a couple of months out of surgery, um, he was already racing the um, people back at our team, beating them in, in sprints and stuff like that. So it's just incredible, and it's um, it's a testament to his work ethic and, and all the things he stands for. Um, he told us when he got hurt that he'll be here at the, at the beginning of the season, and he said he'll be at his regular form. And I think um, from all the seeing that, um, he didn't shy away from it. Were you, not, did, were you dubious of that when you heard that? Were you like, ah, oh, it's kind of hyperbole, or did you buy into it and like, you know what, I bet it will, I will see him in week one? Uh, but we bought into it. Every, everybody did. Um, if, you, if you hear seeing the things that he does in, in, on an everyday basis, um, it's incredible. So, um, like I said, he, we had no doubt, um, and I don't think our training staff had any doubt either. Let's talk about uh, the trip. Like I say, you got uh, the Lions coming up. You're up there in that dome. What do you think about the fact, and you, you guys are guilty of it too, you're in the NFC North. I think every team in that division should be forced to play outside. What do you think about that? Rip the dome off those places. I know you're, you're you like the South and the warmth and everything, but imagine if you host a playoff game in January. What if some of the you know like the Atlanta Nancys come up to play you? What imagine the distinct home field advantage you'll have playing out in uh, sub-zero temperatures? Um, it's, it's definitely an uh, advantage, um, but. I would agree with a, a lot of my teammates that having been playing in the dome is just fine with us. Um, you know the the tracks are normally fast. Um, you know you get a good clean game. You don't have to worry about the winds or any of the weather circumstances. So you know if 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 it does happen, we got to do what we got to do. But I think I speak for most of us. We 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 happy with the dome. I'm Plus, not try- if they if they play outside, they have to practice outside. Uh, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, we've heard some of the guys that then played with uh, you know Green Bay and that played with Chicago. And those teams, for the most part, practice outside. So I can't imagine that's a that's a good feeling having to practice. In that. I I didn't really ever think about that because a lot of the practice facilities, at least, are domed. Why would anyone? I as much as I like the cold weather for uh, for game day, I I just would never sign with the team. If I were a free agent, I'd be like, I'm playing in uh, climate control, practicing Monday through Friday. Right. He's got different coaches. I think some coaches, if you play, play in the rain, uh, play in the snow, that you should practice in it. And then you got some coaches who just like to practice good and get a good clean practice and get a good sweat that are just practicing the dome. So this got to depend on the coaches and, and what they got going on. All right. Well, listen, I don't want to, uh, you know, give any bulletin board material to the Lions secondary, but uh, between us, you licking your chops a little bit based on what you've seen on the film so far this season? Uh, I do. I do anything we play. Um, like I said, as we come out and execute, um, do what we do all week, um, I don't worry about any of the defenses that we place um, that we play 
um, nor do I worry about the secondary. All right, a couple things uh, that uh, transcend just the Vikings here. Let's talk about uh, the big stories. Did you hear about what happened on Monday night in Seattle? Uh, with the touchdown play? Yeah, I heard, like, the referees. I saw the replay a couple times, and I still am not sure that they got the call right. <laughs> um, you know, I watched it. Um, I'm not I'm not the one to judge whether they got it right or wrong. Um, <laughs> like I said, it was it was a play that, that um, determined the outcome of the game, uh, which, you, which you don't like. Um, but like I said, they you know, we, everybody's had to deal with it. Um, so you just got to keep playing and, um, you know, do the best you can. And it happened to the Packers, so you couldn't have been too broken up about it. Uh, I tell you, I, I, I wasn't crying about it. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, but well, you one game lead on those Packers right now, and a chance to take it to a two game lead on the Lions. What about uh, we talk about your Gator roots? You in touch with uh, Tim Tebow at all anymore? Um, we we touch base every now and then. Um, but you know he's a busy body. Um, he's he's traveling constant. Um, but every now and then, you know, we're in games we're together, or you know, just shooting Texas or things like that. We'll we'll talk every now and then. What's he say on the uh, on the down low? What's he say? Like uh, I'm better than the Sanchez? Nah, I mean, we don't we don't talk. <laughs> we just talk. See how everything's going. See how both families doing. Um, then we go from there. We don't too much talk football. All right, here on this show, uh, Percy, we like to get to know the man, not just the football player. Real quick, what's your favorite TV show? Uh, favorite TV show? I will probably go with Saved by the Bell. Saved by oh. the Bell. Yeah, that's my old school joy. Yes, sir. Six thirty every morning. <laughs> that's an inspired choice. <laughs> I can't argue with that one. Yeah. No, I mean Zach. It's a classic. It's a classic. Slater. It, that is what, what of, it is. What kind of quarterback do you think AC Slater was? Uh, AC Slater. I don't think he played quarterback. I don't think so either. He was a Did wrestling he? guy. He was, oh, wrest- yeah, he was I, a wrestling. I, I think whatever the show was, he played that sport. But if it was convenient for him to be a cross-country guy or a wrestler, I think he did it all. The yeah. best episode, Percy, I'm sure I don't have to tell you this, the best episode ever of, of Saved by the Bell is when Jessie, the tall one who went on to be in Showgirls, I can't think of her real name, but uh, the, her character. Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley. She she developed uh, some sort of a speed habit. Gotcha. I'm on you. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she exactly developed. what you talk about. Yep. And Gloria and- Gaynor's got to be so upset that there's a generation of Americans who just think of, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good for you, Rank. I didn't know you knew about that. <laughs> Pete yeah. Percy and I are up to speed. Yeah, because she, she had a, a girl trio. They're like a like a, a, a Destiny's Child type of uh, band with their two friends. Pretty savvy video equipment for a high school. <laughs> well, that yeah. So yeah, that's when uh, right. Of course, that and Zach though he's a hero. That's because he brought her down. She was she was mixed up in her crank habit, and he was trying to bring her down. And he counseled her by saying, "Percy," as like I say, I'm sure you remember. He he counsels her by telling her like, "Hey." Remember that time we went to see E.T. and we were really scared <laughs> and we were riding our bikes home and, and we got past that. We got through that one. You're going to get through your massive addiction to crank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same That's, thing. You know, it's funny. That's exactly what Tim Tebow said when Florida lost to Mississippi. <laughs> Similar speech. Similar speech. Percy, good yeah, call sir. on that one. Good uh, Favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie, Inside Man. Ooh, another good choice there. A, a Spike Lee gem, underrated mm-hmm. by him. Uh, best breakfast meat. Best breakfast meat. Um, pork chop. 
Wow. Uh, you know what? I generally go bone-in ham, but you're close enough. I'm going to allow that one. You're three okay. for three, Percy. <laughs> I like that one. Where to go next here? Best uniform in the NFL, and don't say Vikings. Okay. We'll probably need to see probably the Seahawks. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That one's not correct. That's a good uniform. It's better than I thought it would be. The Who correct you got? San Francisco 49ers. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. All right. Listen, Percy Harvin, continued success to you. Banner job on our little uh, get to know the man quiz. You really you went three for four there. Go get those lions uh, this weekend, and uh, like I say, continued success to you and the rest of the fellas up there. Oh man, thanks for having me. All right, there he goes, the thanks, great Percy. Percy Harvin, good Delightful. fella. I like him. Uh, I like him a lot. I want him back. I'm I'm yelling to I'm yelling to black tie behind the glass. I liked him. He passes the test in, with flying colors, and I want him back, black tie. Do you hear me? I got you. We're going to get him back. I actually was in here talking to Stacey Garcia, who's a She's our terrific guest talent booker. booker. Yeah. Yep, she is. And uh, we're definitely going to try to get Percy back on the show. I think real quick, let's get, 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 get Stacy in here. Yeah, oh, yes. Stacey, okay. come on Stacey, in Stacey, come on in. Let's we got to go. talk to you her. You know, we, we got to bring, we got to figure out a way. We got to get a good uh, say by the Bell debate going. I think we just, well, it wasn't really a debate. It wasn't we, a debate. No, no, no. We got to break it down. We can, we can go through the whole thing of like Jesse, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Lisa, oh, uh, to rate them, yeah, as women, uh, we as we characters. men. Oh well, if, listen. If we're rating them, if we had to put one of those three women in the most uh, treasured soil in all the Czech Republic, of course, I'm speaking land about fox. I'm speaking about the land of the fox. Who would go in? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who goes in. Whoever votes for it at NFL.com/slash/check s-h-e-k. We're putting it to a vote. I hereby decree. The question is, though, is it modern day, the women who played those characters? Because it's a little creepy to vote on high school on high school girls, especially <laughs> ones from well, the late 80s. It is, but you, if you were in high school at that time, because if you're the I same I can't age, vote for, I'm not right. doing it. I'm out of print. We're voting on the modern day version. Okay, modern day version. And you know what? We also have to include none of the above. It's only fair, because we don't know. I haven't even Do seen Do you them. include Tori Spelling, then? Why? How does Tori Spelling count? She was on that show. She was? She was Violet. I don't recall that. No, I don't. Well, I don't, uh, you know, shame the devil if she claimed a spot in the land of the fox. I won't even open the what about that Tori? Pandora's box. What about Tori, the uh, the bike rider? I uh, Now I'm completely lost. <laughs> All right. Get Percy back on the phone. You can uh, dig deeper into your uh, Saved by the Bell love. All right, listen, Stacy Garcia, thanks, first of all. You've lined us up with uh, banner guests week after week here. We've... Enjoy talking to Brandon Lloyd. We haven't talked to Lamar Woodley yet, our our sports uh, psychologist. We have talked to him. No, but I mean in season. Not since we've named him the uh, our, our ambassador of psychology. Is God. that what it is? He's our ambassador? He's, our secretary uh, of psychology? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like we gotta that. we got to get him. we got to get him on the show soon. But otherwise, Percy, terrific fella. He was fantastic. Who, you know, we're almost a month into the season now. Who do you think they like better so far, the players, me or Rank? That's a toss-up. No, it's not a toss-up. I, 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 you think everybody – like, yeah, I'm 50-50. I don't think that would happen. People aren't that way. I mean, they can say they like you with a full head of hair. Oh. You know, and, and over here – Shots the, fired at Rank. Yeah. No, but over there, the, you know, the, the ball, you know, just shows that he's comfortable within himself and in his skin, so <laughs> – all right, so anything that we can look forward to that we can tell uh, everybody out there listening right now to look forward to? Do we have anybody exciting in the pipeline here? We'll bring back Lamar. 
Uh-huh. We need to bring back Sean Phillips so he can give us the latest on uh, the restaurant critics. Right. He's our, he's our secretary of restaurants. Yes. He's very into cheese. So he uh, makes his own cheese with this woman. So we should talk to him about that. Okay. I like to talk about you cheese. You think that he plays in Green Bay for the amount of <laughs> cheese that he eats. Terrific. All right. Yeah. I look forward to that. And, uh, and But Percy, he had a great call on food, too, when he said pork chop for breakfast. It's a, Who's your Bigfoot? Who, you, who do you want to get that you, you haven't get, got yet? Who's your, who's, your, who, that again? who's your Bigfoot? Who's the one guy you want to get that you just can't track down? I mean, everyone thinks there's two names out there. Right. That I probably, who, Brady? That, Brady and, and, and Peyton. Actually, I've gotten Peyton. But I've gotten Peyton through, and I'm not going to even give them their plug, but through a sponsor. Mm-hmm. So if I can get those two guys on my own, then my then my great news talent producing has been complete. You've great got, news. We don't need set. we don't need either one of those guys. I'm no. not. I, I don't feel like <laughs> I'd like to talk to Tom Brady, but I, I, I'm not obsessed with the with the idea of that. Who is our one? Who should we get? Handsome rank. Let's uh, let's let Stacy know our wish list. I got one. Dito Brock. Ah, oh, he good. gets it. He gets the point oh. with that mention, too. Good for You're you. You're only 34 behind. All you have to do, since he's already said on Twitter he's willing to come on the show, you just yes. have to you have, just have to tweet him. Is there anyone we want to get in, in her ear about? What about ba- Big Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, he's a tough one. Is he? he? He's a tough one, but you know we can we can we can aim high. So I'd like to I'd like to try that. I thought you know who else I'd like to talk to too because a lot of Ravens that, fans that's say your Steelers guy. Yeah, I know, but a lot of people as a result then say, "I well, you you hate the Ravens. I don't hate the Ravens. I would love to talk to Joe Flacco and show that I don't hate him mm-hmm. or the rest of his team. How about Ray Lewis? Yeah, Ray Ray RL fifty two. That's fantastic. He's actually doing the network next week. Great. Oh. Can he come on up to Studio sixty <laughs> six? Not to be negotiated this time around. All right, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right, but thank you, Stacy, for the banner work you've done so far uh, with, with uh, making the the uh, the podcast sound a little bit better with these uh, with these nifty guys. A pleasure to see you too, by the way. Thank you, my All pleasure. Right. Now, speaking of uh, the banner work she's done here, we as I said, we have we have AJ Hawk. That's the good Whoa, news. Oh, yeah, that's the good news. But as you just heard from Percy, we like to get to know the man. AJ Rank, you found out a couple months ago when you talked to him on the red carpet. Some what was the event you saw? No, no, no. He was uh, he called in before the Tahoe oh. Celebrity Shootout. I see. And you two got to talk in movies, and mm-hmm. so we thought we'd get him. We now, talked all kinds of stuff that that Black Tie cut out of the interview. That is in the rearview mirror. <laughs> the good news is that we talked to him. The bad news is it was before the Seahawks game on Monday night. Yeah. So as you will hear. There is maybe that's not the bad news. I think we've heard more than enough about that anyway. What's he going to say? I want to hear about movie talk. So we already talked to AJ Hawk. Like I say, listen to this interview now, and you will hear why he is going forward on the Dave Damashek football program, the Secretary of Film. Here he is, Rank, your old pal. You, oh, yeah. you, you had a delightful, the two of you really hit it off when you caught up. Where was that, as a matter of fact? It was right before the Tahoe Celebrity Classic. I see. AJ was up there golfing. Yeah, yeah. one of the best names in football and uh, a member of one of the best teams in the NFL. It's AJ Hawk. What's happening, fella? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to, it's good to be back. Well, sure, sure. It's a pleasure to have you. And uh, I want to talk with you about a bunch of serious issues here like movies and tv and such but first let's take care of business let's talk about a a little bit of football talk about 
the state of the Green Bay Packers defense in 2012, of course, I hope I don't hurt your feelings by saying last year there was a lot of buzz about – listen, last year was all about offense, offense, more offense, not just uh, on the Packers but across the NFL. What do you figure now that in the early stages here, do you feel a discernible difference in quality of defense uh, in, uh, in Green Bay? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think we, we definitely haven't really even scratched the surface of what our potential could be as a defense. But, you know, we came out week one playing a great team like the Niners, and, and they uh, they came into our house, you know, and ran the ball on us and, and kind of controlled the game. And so we got to give them a lot of credit. But then the good thing good thing about our schedule was we we turned around right away and played four days later on Thursday night against the Bears and and at least defensively and as a whole team that game, I think we found a way to, to kind of put it together. And I think it was, I think we had maybe seven sacks and four interceptions that game. So that's kind of getting back to where we want to be as a, as a defense with the Packers. And, and now we're coming up on a, a Monday night game against a, a hot Seattle team. So I feel pretty good about where we're at, but you know, we're, uh, we're on our way up, I think. Was it nice though? I, I, it just seems like it's fun to, to go against a guy like Jay Cutler and then make them freak out. It just seems like that would be an enjoyable thing. Uh, I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for Jay. I mean, I've, I've watched him uh, for a while now, and, and I think, you know, being a quarterback in Chicago, obviously he's going to get a ton of attention regardless of what he does. But, I mean, anytime you get to you get to play the Bears, it's fun, whether it's in Soldier Field or Lambeau. I mean, it's a pretty historic thing you get to be a part of. So it's uh, it's a ton of fun to play those guys, and obviously it's a lot better to – for them to come into Lambeau and for us to, to kind of get a win like we did a night game, you know, I think the fans were ready for that. And anytime you can beat the Bears, you know, all the, it keeps these people in Green Bay really happy. All right, we have some distance from the uh, from the the scandal, I guess, that was uh, after that game that Jay Cutler was yelling at his teammates and Aaron Rodgers yelled at his. What what gives with this? Since when did that become taboo? I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't really paid attention to a whole lot of the stuff that I've. I have uh, heard bits and pieces of what was going on. I mean, I think uh, I don't care what is you know a quarterback can do whatever he wants. Basically, I mean, he's the guy that kind of controls the game. So I think in the heat of the battle, things happen. You know, coach players yell at coaches, coaches yell at players. You know, and it's nothing personal. I mean, if you take it personal, I mean, you shouldn't be playing football. And you know, you're not a, you're not a grown man if you can't handle someone yelling at you on the football field. So I. Uh, I have no problem with it. I've been yelled at plenty of times by by enough coaches and and guys, so I uh, I can handle it. And I think most guys are, are big boys and, and can can handle it. I have, like I said, I don't have an issue, and I, I think it shows you got some guys have some com- competitive drive, and they're, and they're, you know you get out there. It's a fierce game, and guys want to win. I don't get that. Yeah, it's really strange. Everybody's uh, getting a little too nancified here. I, yeah. uh, it's a field general, after all. <laughs> Patton yelled at his troops, and a quarterback can yell at his. Let me ask you this, though. What you should have taken personally, I spoke up on your behalf. Clay Matthews, this character, listen, he's very talented. I've met him a few times. He's a delightful guy as well. But you must be a little bit raw about all the attention this character got for his long flaxen locks that he was sporting. Oh, his beautiful hair. Yeah, I remember A.J. Hawk hanging his uh, his blonde um, hair out the back of his helmet first. How say you? <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not upset by any of that. Believe me, <clears throat> me and them get along really well. And uh, from when from the day when, when Clay got here, I think we kind of clicked and, and hit off right away. So... I'm all right with with him taking that credit. Like I've like I've said uh, I've said in the past, you know, he has that kind of long flowing 
that girly, nice hair that mm. girls dream about. I, I kind of had the, the working man's, like, you know, long, <laughs> stringy, ratty garbage that I couldn't really ever do anything with. So I, he's allowed to, he can have that attention. You know, I, I cut mine off now, and, and I don't think I'm ever going back. It's too, uh, it's too easy now. It's, there's no maintenance involved, so I love it. I've seen the nice buzz cut. Yeah, but was this an act of concession on A.J. Hawk's part? I'm just giving it to you, or was it, or is it like, hey, square, the hip people have moved on from the long hair yeah. deal, and this is the way you wear it now. No, I mean, it definitely wasn't a concession. I, uh, I've i been thinking about it, honestly, for maybe a year and a half or two years. My wife was the one that was talking me into keeping it long because when I met her, I had long hair. You know, I had it for, I had my hair long for nine years. So I, I figured, you know, I kind of kind of had my time with it. And I, I feel when you look around, you look around the NFL now, there's a ton of guys on every single team with long hair. And I was like, well, you know, it's it's came and it's passed. And I, I'm, I'm ready to, to be done with it. And I, uh... I, like I said, I'm not looking back. Did you had you patterned your hair after somebody? Was there somebody who inspired you to grow it that long? Oh yeah, I mean I was Pat Tillman, man. He was the man. You know, he had long hair when he was at uh, at Arizona State, and I was a huge fan of him. So he was a big reason of of why uh, I grew, started growing it out. You know, he died um, in '04, and that's basically when I started growing it. So I uh, he was uh, you know he's pretty much. The, the baddest guy on the planet, I, I felt like, you know, and obviously he went over and and uh, had unfortunate death in Afghanistan, but it was a little bit of a tribute to him. Wow, classy move there, Hawk. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about something. Um, you're a movie guy. You're a TV guy. As a matter of fact, here on the Dave Damashek football program, we still do have that position available. If you would like to step up and fill it, we have players around the league filling key positions here on the program. Brandon Lloyd is our music expert uh lamar woodley is our sports psychologist and we would like you if you're willing to give us you know some pop culture some movie and tv reviews and uh you know first of all how do you feel about uh, maybe taking that position over i would love to take oh. that position over that'd be that's perfect for me i feel okay. like you know what's what's a, a crazy thing when we went to the super bowl they on media day they were uh some people from uh i don't know if it was entertainment tonight or whatever they were going around asking all these pop culture questions of everyone on the team and i actually i got i was the only one of the team to get all seven right and i won their pop culture quiz and i got a little trophy still is that right was that was i'm your guy was that what brooklyn decker was doing was she yeah yeah that was it yeah 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 i tried to as a matter of fact i tried to uh jinx you by throwing a terrible towel at you but i missed that day i'm sorry about that (laughs) well i guess congratulations to you in hindsight all right let's talk about movies then here's here's an issue that i've been thinking over mulling quite a bit over the last few days best slash worst movie death what's the worst way to check out as depicted on the big screen the worst way yeah that's it that's a tough question, but you know what? I was I, what, the only thing that comes to my mind. I I can't say it's the the, the worst, but uh, Adam will uh, will know what I'm talking about when when our boy Pat Swayze Bodie just rides off into the sunset <laughs> and has Johnny has Johnny Utah chasing after him, looking for where he's going. And the thing about it is, we don't know if Bodie's dead. Bodie might be out there somewhere surfing some epic wave. So 
I think him leaving a little bit of mystery was what I would say is how I would want to go out for sure. I no, completely give, give me agree. the buzzer no, sound that's, effect. That, no, that's the way to go out. That's what they say. You want to yeah. go out doing something you, you said love. Best, you can't beat the way. You said best slash worst. Oh, you're right. So, so that's the way you want to die. Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, that's you're right. That's a hero's way to go out, absolutely. All right, then what's the worst, A.J. Hawk? What's the, what's the, the worst way from a movie? Man, I mean... I'm drawing a blank at the moment exactly. I mean, but. If we think about Point Break, uh, just before that scene, <laughs> it's one of the guys is shot and they're in the airplane and he's talking about getting cold and Johnny Utah is just sitting there taunting him like, oh, you're getting cold because all the blood's draining out of your body. <laughs> you're going to be dead before you hit the ground. That seems. Like, he was throwing in his face. That didn't And seem... then Swayze delivers one of the great deaths in movie history when he takes the bad guy's throat in Roadhouse. That's a Oh, that, you know. man. You're t- now, yep. I think you might, you might have it there with Swayze. He's out there in the little area by the pond where he's mm-hmm. always doing Tai Chi and yoga and everything in those right. gray sweatpants. And he, uh, you're right. He rips the guy's throat out and kicks him into the pond. That might be... Man, that might be a painful death. Yeah, that wouldn't be a good one. It is convenient that uh, Brad Wesley lives right across the little <laughs> pond there from Dalton. That's a, yeah. that sets up nicely for the both somehow of them. It always, somehow this always comes back to either Point Break and, and Patrick Swayze's in every single movie we're talking about. But, I, hey, I mean, I give him credit. He's uh, He was in some, for good reason. some pretty, pretty impressive movies. What is the well? What's the what's the more? I, I, I guess you'd want to say the the bad the bad move the, the the great move of is it showing him the throat pulling that out or is it from uh, the Indiana Jones movie where the guy removes the heart which which is better throat or heart? I would I would have to go with the throat by Pat Swayze just because I feel like it's a little bit more realistic. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to rip a guy's heart out, I mean, that's kind of like, uh, you know, something you hear about in Greek mythology or something. I don't know if I've ever heard that happen in real life unless, you know, I guess anything's possible, though. If you have that, that zombie guy eating the homeless guy's face off out in L.A. or Miami or wherever it was <laughs> a couple months ago. So, so anything's possible, I guess. But I would much rather, I think, having your ripping someone's throat out is definitely cooler than ripping their heart out unless the guy takes a bite of the heart then it would be an awesome you're giving us a lot to think about here aj hawk i think (laughs) best i think best death because when i was asking that i I was thinking the most painful but now you got me ruminating on i I love the way Bodie goes out um (laughs) i think that maybe you can't really beat kenobi just picking up, picking up the lightsaber and saying, "Take me, Vader." You yeah. know, I trained. Let's complete this circle, Anakin. I'm stronger now than death. Yeah, yeah, if you strike me down now, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> and he does. You know, that's really what he does. Hey, Hawk. Yeah, so many, so many go- good ones. You think you guys are bringing up? <laughs> I think the best movie death, though. I mean, the worst death in a movie. Uh, you got to go with Nicky Santor at the end of Casino, watching his brother get the bat. Oh man, yeah, they're oh man, get, when they're both, and then they buried him when they were still breathing too. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a tough way to go. All right, well, listen. So I, we, you've given us a lot, like I say, to think about AJ Hawk, and I look forward to talking with you in the near future so we can do some more but real of this quick, side of have things. You been, yes. Now we know uh, last time AJ was here he, he likes the, he likes his comedy so I know mm-hmm. I, I do I do want to ask have you been watching Louie? I haven't seen Louie. No, the I, I listen to Opie and Anthony and they talk about it all the time and Louie's actually a guest but no is it how's it going is it good? It's good. Well that's your homework assignment. The next time Louis. the next time you come FX. on yeah FX you can it's probably on demand somewhere so your your assignment next time you come on 
you got to be up on Louie. Dave's actually behind on it too, so I want to I want to really get into that next time we talk to you. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I have a ton of respect for Louis. I'll, I'll need to check out his show. Cool. AJ Hawk, a lot of respect for you making the right move, teaching Clay Matthews a lesson by saying, like, yeah, that that, that hairdo is uh, is so 20 out 9 And uh, good luck yeah. to you coming up. A big uh, three-game um, road trip coming up for you guys. Colts, Texans, and then the Rams. Uh, so good luck with all of that stuff. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you hopefully sooner rather than later, man. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care, man. Thanks, AJ. All right, see ya. You listen to Dave There he goes, AJ Hawk. Home run. Great secretary of movies, TV, pop culture. We talked Saved by the Bell today. Mm-hmm. We talked Point Break. I feel satiated. Interesting, interesting about his long hair too, growing it in honor of Pat Tillman. I like that move. That's a that's a, a fantastic move. move. I dig that. Um, all right, so listen, we've secured now that position. We we're going to get Percy Harvin back. You already heard that much. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, looking forward to keeping up with him. If we get black tie, if we get a Florida State Florida matchup, and those two teams are actually undefeated, I, like I said, I don't think Florida survives this weekend undefeated but if they do let's keep our eye on that one that'd be fun two guys on the same nfl team who are bitter rivals i'd like to talk to them like the week of that big college game that'd be neat to have them debate their their case i shouldn't say that out loud because someone else will steal that idea sure it'll Um, be on the uniform watch yeah somebody uh, somebody from uh the uh the uh, the empire on the other side on the other side of the continental sorry i don't i don't care much for college football i'm sorry what are you butting in for then? Oh. Like, just to let us know that you don't care no, about no, college football. No. Although, what a, what a strange be, thing. Time out, Adam Rank. Time out. Although I would be rooting for Florida State because both my parents are Seminoles and so is my elder sister. Is that right? That is right. All right. Well, then that's good. Do you have you seen Black Tie? Let's wrap it up. Uh, let's wrap up episode ninety-five with this. Have you ever seen Point Break? No. Of course not. And have you, you, already, you knew the answer to that. Already. I well, it would have been my guess if I had to bet uh, all the money I have in the bank. Uh, I would have certainly made that. That would have been my side. Have you ever seen Saved by the Bell? Of course I did. I grew up watching. I don't that. be I love, indignant. I love, I love when people get into. You've never heard seen Point Break. Of course I've seen Saved by the Bell. Well, that's. I love the indignity. Just <laughs> I, like it's so like it seems like some because he's such a hater. He is just somebody who doesn't like things that it would see, it would make sense that he hasn't seen Saved by the Bell and that he would be proud of it. All right. We'll finish up with, uh, as we do at the end of every episode, or at least for a handful of episodes now mm-hmm. left, we honor the episode number by, by naming the player who wore that number best. We're on 95 today, Rank. Who wore 95? Uh, NFL Hall of Famer Richard Dent. I don't know that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, that yeah. reminds me. Matter of fact, serendipity, and if L, a brand new one, the animated segment, or a brand new uh, at the start of the week, we did what if the 85 Bears had had to play the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl, which mm-hmm. was what, the way it looked, the team that beat them back at the start of December, st- instead of the upstart New England Patriots. We extrapolate how that might have played out in that year and beyond. Make sure you look at that. One thing I will tell you is if they lose that game, Richard Dent doesn't go to the Hall of Fame. Right. He's the MVP of Super Bowl mm. uh, 20 back then. 90, that's, that can't be the only one. There's Alexi Morozov, the uh, the former Pittsburgh Penguin. 95. Greg Lloyd. Greg Lloyd. Wait, Greg Lloyd was 95. Yeah, mm-hmm. Greg Lloyd's better than – we're definitely going Greg Lloyd over. What? 
Da- over Richard Dent? Nah. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're doing. No. Don't know me. I don't agree. It's uh, That's who it is. Um, it, it's got to be Greg Lloyd. There's got to be a better 95. Well, look it up then, boy. What do you want me to tell you? I, I, I'm telling you what I know off the top of my head. The only 95 in in sport is uh, is that guy, is, is Richard Dent. All right, that's that. Okay, Black Tie. Oh, we got ooh, one, one more thing, though. Stick around. That's it for us, but that's not the end of this here podcast because, as promised, now we turn things over to our pals Dan Hanzoos and Mark Sessler from around the league. They join us here all the time on the program, but uh, they've started their own weekly 10-minute debate segment uh, Black Tie says it's something to do with the Jets and Thursday night football. We'll listen to that now. We'll talk to you next week. And uh, once again, thanks to the one-man house band Dick Banks for his great song there and to Percy Harvin and to A.J. Hawk. We'll look forward to talking with all those guys soon. Enjoy week four of the NFL season. We'll be back next week in the meantime. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Around the League Debate Club. I'm joined here, as always, by my partner Dan Hansis. Dan, good to be with you this morning. It's always great to be with you, Mark Sessler. And a shout out to those of you that have just been listening to the Dave Damashek podcast and also to those of you that are catching us on the Around the League blog, which Dan and I write for, along with our editor, Greg Rosenthal, and our other partner, Kareem Copeland. What a team. What a team. Great team. Dan, so, you know, last night we... Got together to watch. I had you over my home, actually. To your house. I had never been to your house before. What was, how'd that go? It went, it went very well. I mean, why don't you tell me how you thought it went? Well, I was nervous before you came over. Um, <laughs> I made sure to stock up on Heineken, which is your beer of choice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I knew the Browns were playing, so I didn't know what kind of mood you'd be in. But you were in the mood to watch football and, and drink beer, so everything went well, I thought. I thought we had, I thought we had a good time. You know, it was, I went into the game with, Tempered expectations. That's what happens after 10 years of utter misery. You become numb to the Cleveland sure. Browns in I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. It's not been a good, good ride for you since 99. Been a little rough, but I think we both, you know, I want to get your impressions on the game, number one. I thought we walked out of this feeling like it wasn't an utter disaster. No, I think you right off the bat, you have to be feeling good that the Browns had the ball down seven with less than two minutes to go. I mean, just that they had the shot. And then, you know... Whedon, and we can get into Whedon uh, shortly, but it, you have to give him some credit that he led them down inside the 20 there. Um, the last pl- the last pass was disappointing that he sailed it out of the back of the end zone, but I'll tell you what, on balance, it's a good night for Cleveland. I mean, when you're talking about the Browns, it is it tells you a lot about the franchise when they lose the game, and you're saying, oh, what a good night it was for the Browns, but that's almost how you have to look at it when you go into Baltimore, right? Yeah, you know, when it comes to, you know, Whedon, Whedon has been kind of this hot-cold act. He did a, a nice job against the Bengals. And, in fact, you know, I read this morning on Twitter, he's one of a gr- small group of quarterbacks that as a rookie have thrown for over 320 yards twice in this short season. That group includes Peyton Manning and also Cam Newton and uh, Warren Moon, among others. So I'm encouraged by that, but they're also throwing the ball an outrageous amount of time, and it's, it's not a balanced offense. He made a, he made a dire mistake down the, down the stretch there with that pick six, but he recovered from it. I know, and I, I will say this also. I mean, watching the game with you as a Browns fan, that's you know you want Whedon to work, and I'm rooting for the guy too. I mean, when you have a 28 year old rookie, it's it brings back memories of Scott Bakula from Necessary Roughness. You always <laughs> root for a Bakula type character, right? 
And what we had here was Whedon making some nice throws and moving the ball and moving the team at times, but also making a lot of poor throws and, you know, maybe being a step slow in his judgments, throwing the horrible pick six, sailing the last pass of the game out of the end zone and not giving his team a shot. I, from my perspective, I, st- I am not sold on Whedon, and I, I really have to think, because now the Browns are 0-4, correct? Yeah, they are. You know, let's say they finish 3-13, and which is something that obviously can happen, and they're sitting on the first pick in the draft or the top three pick. There's going to be some good QBs out there. Let's say Matt Barkley, whomever you think is the top guy. If the Browns have the chance to get him, I'm thinking you have to get him. You've got to go get the top young quarterback and move on from Whedon if he doesn't progress. I know he's shown some signs overall through four games, but I'm not seeing enough to say, you know, let's pass on a potential stud in the draft. Well, and I think, you know, you brought up the the parallel last night. Are we looking at, you know, Jimmy Clausen the year before a Cam Newton's available to a team that might have a number one pick? I, I, my one thing with Cleveland, they've rebooted the engine like 25 times. A little patience. I just, it's four games in. I'm seeing some encouraging signs from Whedon. I'm seeing some... Issues too, but I'd I'd like to see this team stick to the plan for once. Literally, they start over every two years, and, right. and you just can't get it done in the NFL doing that. Well, speaking of starting over, uh, my New York Jets are potentially in that situation now that uh, my beloved Darrell Revis is finished with a <laughs> ACL tear. That was a why did I laugh when you said that? That's not funny at all. Well, I think <laughs> actually, I see. I would get upset if you were a Ravens fan or a Giants fan or a Patriots fan, but. Since you're part of the loser brotherhood that makes up Jets and Browns Fair fans enough. and a couple other franchises, we kind of, you know, that it's almost like a helping thing, you know? Yeah. So that's cool with me. But, I mean, that was a devastating um, setback for both the Jets and the fan base. Uh, where do you think the Jets are at this point as a franchise now with Revis on the shelf? I wasn't hot on New York as a playoff team with Revis. I know you were. Um, I I think that they've moved into project mode. But, you know, it made me think of um, 2008 when Belichick lost Brady right off the bat. And a lot of people saying, you know, this team, ah, well, of course, you're not going to be the same team without essentially your best player and maybe the best player in football. I look at the Jets the same way in that, you know, this is Rex Ryan's opportunity this season to show us what kind of coach are you when you've lost what is essentially the guy that everyone has to game plan for. That's funny you bring up Rex, because I do think Rex, despite what you'll see some columnists write, is more um, comfortable in his job security than most NFL coaches. You know, I'd put him in that uh, upper tier of in terms of hot seat. I don't think that's a hot seat at all. But at the same time, you, there is a potential for the wheels to come flying off here. Um, and a lot of that comes down to if Sanchez continues to be um, inconsistent, which now, coming off that one good game he's had now um, – Two straight really poor games, and I don't think, I don't, I don't think the Jets are a Super Bowl contender anymore. You know, I don't think they ever really were this season, but now I don't think they're a playoff contender. To me, this season becomes about what is Mark Sanchez? Is he the future of this franchise? And after this season, you'll have four full years, and if he is the same Sanchez we know, which is a guy that gives you flashes of skill and then long periods of ineffectiveness. I think that tells the Jets it's time to go in a different direction. I mean, so let's say he has a typical Sanchez season. Let duplicates essentially what he did last year, which his numbers actually last year, when you go back and look at them, they're surprising. They're not as bad as we tend to view Sanchez in terms of some of his down moments. Uh, do they jump ship from this guy? I think, yeah, I think that he has to be better 
than last year. I think he needs to show real growth. And as a, I've been a guy that's always been behind Sanchez, but I've been disheartened by what I've seen so far because it's been the same guy. It concerns me, though, because, well, I think there's a couple things going on. you got Rex Ryan is, Sanchez was his first draft pick. And really, I mean, his early legacy in New York is tied to Sanchez, whether he wants it to be or not. But secondly, I mean, Sanchez is going to be viewed as a winner or a loser based on that record. And they re- and so, you know, you're not predicting playoffs. You're thinking, what, maybe six Six, wins? seven wins, I'm thinking now. How yeah. does Sanchez survive the perception game in that city if that's what how, how it plays out? I think he's in a tough spot. I think the whole franchise is in a tough spot, and that includes Tannenbaum, who I think uh, the general manager, whose job is potentially in danger now as well because it's going to be very hard to put together a successful season without your best player. It, it, I mean, I'd almost got... Revis's injury almost got swept under the rug in a way, which is shocking because it's the Jets and it's New York. Right. But with the, all the replacement ref, Jama, and thank God they're back. And also, thank God, uh, Gene Steratore, who, you know, <laughs> he was the guy who was leading the refs yesterday. And I'll tell you what, impressive guns on Steratore. Impressive guns. And, you know, there's got to be a little in-house competition on the on the gun front with some of these, you know, alpha male types. Hockey, yeah, if Hockey Lee is like the Schwarzenegger in this, or let's say the Stallone in this Expendables type setup, wh- Hockey Lee is, I don't know, maybe Sterator is, you know, Dolph Lundgren, I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, he, he sort of came out of the shadows. I'd not really, I can't say that I knew a lot about this this man before last right. night, but. See, Gene, Gene Sterator has easily got the most swagger of any official in the NFL. That's our producer, Bryce, uh, jumping in with his thoughts yeah, on I that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. What does that mean? He just just the way he delivers himself and what what he says and the way he says it when he talks about challenges. There's just I could hear I could hear like Bryce's heart skipping a beat as oh, he talks no, about his referee. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of Gene Steratore, so I'm surprised you guys haven't heard of him. Well, no, it's, I, I think well we've heard of the guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean a, that's not Ed, what it it's is. Ed Hockley's game. Let's be honest here. You know, what we haven't heard of was those guns when he was making those calls. Impressive biceps, forearms, triceps. I think we should move on because I'm starting. My heart's starting to pound a little bit. You know, Sanchez actually—he's got a two-and-one team under his belt, and we're acting like they're zero and three. They're actually two-and-one. We've got a a, a handful of quarterbacks out of the gate this season. I'll go over. I'm going to go the list for you right now. Here we go. We got Breeze. We all know zero and three. We got Brady at one and two. We got Peyton Manning at one and two. We got Aaron Rodgers at one and two, and we got Big Ben Roethlisberger at one and two. Now Rodgers. He got banged there. He yeah, shouldn't no, be one or two, but this is <laughs> the reality that we live in. Um, go on. I just wanted to jump in there. No, it's, that's exactly the list. And I think that, you know, one thing that, that's interesting to me is... Do you like when I step all over you when you're trying to set something up? It's uh, it's pleasant. It's, ple- <laughs> <laughs> it's pleasant. I mean, let me ask you a question. Of that list, you see them all as playoff quarterbacks? Is there one you can pick that just says, this guy is not getting it done this year? And let's drop Breeze out of it. Let's, unless, that's, unless you make an argument for Breeze and the Saints hopping back into this right. race. Of the remaining passers, who's heading to Nowheresville? Well, let, yeah, I agree on leaving Breeze out of this because once you're 0-3, you get to a certain point where it's like, you know, win a freaking game, all right? Yeah. But Big Ben, what we're going to do here, we're going to say, I don't know. He's got this. He's got this great passing attack, but he's got a suspect defense. And let's face it, the Pittsburgh defense isn't what it was. You have uh, James Harrison. Who knows if he's coming back? You know what I mean. And then you have also Paul Malo. I don't know if he's the same guy. It's just not the team isn't potentially the defense that we remember. 
Uh, the running game is the worst it's been in decades. 62 so, years. 62 years. So that is six decades, which is outrageous. <laughs> so what you, you have a situation where Roethlisberger has to carry the show, and I don't think Roethlisberger is somebody who's not capable of it, but it's just a lot of weight to put on one guy. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, we've seen him get beaten up. When when it's very clear they're just going to tilt towards the pass, you know that that offensive line is is not one among the league's best. I don't pick Ben though, and I'll, I'll tell you why because I can't get past uh, the Denver Broncos, and it's not just a Peyton Manning thing. I'm not jumping off the Peyton Manning bandwagon. I think he's he's done an adequate job. Although, listen, in that Atlanta game, I mean, he put him in a big hole, and and you know some of those interceptions are going to come based on kind of him getting back in the groove and learning how to gel with this offense but this is Peyton Manning I mean how what sort of rope are we supposed to give this guy that game he did not perform well early on I thought he did an admirable job kind of bringing them back but then they go out and play Houston and they don't get it done this team is not a playoff team and that, I'm sticking with what I said earlier before the season I just think that they thought we're going to plug this guy in and they're going to be that many more games better than they were with Tim Tebow but a lot of weird stuff happened to give the Broncos a couple extra wins that last season. I, I just I, that team has got issues. Right, and I picked <clears throat> Peyton to win the division out there. I thought he was going to lead them. I still think he will, as he's shown before. I can go back to the '08 season with the Colts when he had the knee issue, and they started out very slow and then ran off nine in a row. I think he still has that in him once he gets comfortable. I don't think he's there yet. No. Well, that's all the time we have. Uh, how did you think it went today, Mark? It shot by in a minute. A blink, Dan. I'm not, I'm not really sure what happened here. It was a blur. Do you think things got weird with the Star Tour stuff? A little bit, Dan. Well, all right. Let's just move forward. Um, you can catch us, as we said, uh, on the Around the League blog, which we um, fill up every single day. Uh, we're unstoppable on that blog. Seven we never stop writing. Right. Um, and also, we're on the Dave Damashek podcast every week. And Dave is nice enough to include us on his podcast. He tacks on at the end of his second podcast of the week. He's now going to include the ATL Debate Club. I'm pretty sure he's not listened to a second of it. No, no. This is very much an underground project still. Absolutely. But that's cool. And Damashek is a, is a good friend to us, and we love coming on Dave's show. So um, make sure you check out Damashek's show and come back next week for the ATL Debate Club and read the ATL blog. And that's it. I don't want to order you guys around. No, we're giving it. them a lot to do, but it's, it's good stuff. All right. Till next time. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 